Hi folks, welcome to episode 27 of my 59th minute FPL podcast. I'm the FPL General recording on Tuesday the 5th of March, looking ahead to game week 30 in FPL. Hard to believe it's game week 30 already, this season has absolutely flown by. And business end of the season now, 9 game weeks to go, so this is where the cream rises to the top. Or in my case... The cream hopefully rises a little bit further than where I am at the moment. I'm not going to be getting anywhere near the top this season. The First of all, apologies for not recording one of these for quite a while. I was having to look back there. The last episode was for Double Game Week 25. I think that's about a month ago now. The, week, the weeks just fly by and I've just been struggling for time recently. But from this week onwards, every week where we have a game week, I will be recording every Tuesday uh, one of these episodes. So usual format. Uh, this week I'll start with a couple of shout outs, a very brief review of Game Week 29, I'll talk about my watch list, who I've added, who I've removed this week, take a few questions from Twitter uh, and then look at captaincy and transfers for, for the weekend and I've just got one or two shout outs to do then towards the end so hopefully not much more than, than half an hour, try and keep it on point and try not to waffle too much. So shout outs first of all, uh, Game Week 29 Every player in the Premier League avoided the dreaded 59th minute substitution. But a couple of uh, notable mentions. Theo Walcott managed 58 minutes, got himself a yellow card, got himself a big fat zero points. And and I was looking at Theo's uh, minutes as well today. And going back, game week 25, he also had a, he made a 59th minute appearance there. So I, I, I really don't know how Theo still starts in that Everton team. He's He's been very poor this season. Another notable mention for Glenn Murray. So we know from these podcasts this season that Chris Hutton loves a substitution before the 60th minute. Going into game week 29, Glenn Murray had already had two 59-minute appearances and he was very close to getting his hat-trick at the weekend. He managed 56 minutes. So he's got a 59, a 59 and a 56 now. So chances are before the end of the season... Glenn Murray looks the best of all to, to get the hat-trick of 59-minute appearances. So I'll be keeping a close eye on that. Uh, going back, another game week, back to game week 28, I have to give my troll Eden Hazard a mention. I've had him all season since game week 5, and of course, game week 28, he managed 59 minutes. So this podcast has cursed me this season. It was the same with Sane in double game week 25, captained him. He didn't play the first game and then he played 58 minutes in the second one. So maybe I need to change the name of the podcast next season. One more shout out as well. I wanted to give Houts, Ian Houghton a shout out. Uh, most of you, a lot of you will know him from Twitter. A uh, very good FPL manager as well. He he ran the Cambridge Half Marathon at the weekend and his goal was to finish it in under two hours. And he came in at one hour, 59 minutes and 59 seconds. So I thought I'd give Ian a shout out on that. And well done for for doing that, Ian. Moving on now to a quick review of Game Week 29. I want to keep it quick because, as usual for me, it was pretty rough. 38 points. Captained Paul Pogba, as many of us did. Uh, Just sums up my season. Anything that goes wrong in FPL, I'm I'm on it this season. So no surprises there. That was my fifth red arrow in a row. So it's been a... A sea of red recently and I just can't catch a break. So I've slipped now to 400k, which is 
uncharted territory for me since I've started taking the game seriously. I was looking at my ranks there a couple of days ago and if I added all my finishes over the last seven seasons together, it would be less than 400k. So that just shows you how much I've struggled this season. Uh, but all chips all chips left and wildcard left as well. So I'm hoping to smash the last nine game weeks and salvage some respectability from this season. Um, target is probably, you know, I'm at 400k exactly now. So target is probably realistically top 100k. If I could, if you offered me 100k now, uh, at the end of the season, I would take it. So, one of my one of my other aims is to. I've got three aims. So, top 100k is one of them. My second one is to avoid relegation from my elite 64 league, which it's it's going to be a big challenge. And my third one, uh, a new goal this week. My my auntie sent me a snap a, a screenshot of uh, her being one point ahead of me in FPL. So. That is another goal of mine. I need to try and try and get back ahead of her because if she beats me, uh, she's probably listening. If she beats me, I, I may have to retire just because of that. So so well done, Mary, for for being ahead of me. So game week twenty nine. Uh, as I said, it was rough. Uh, Pogba captain. The only players who delivered were Fabianski. A rare clean sheet for Fabianski. So I'm hopeful over the next few weeks he can pick up a few more. Uh, Robertson, five points, but again, wrong Liverpool defender to own this week with Trent and Van Dijk picking up the bonus. Hazard got an assist. I was hoping for more against Fulham. Uh, frustrating to see him getting taken off early, but again, hopefully over the next few weeks, patience will be rewarded in, in Hazard. Jimenez, 12 points. Jimenez has been an absolute legend this season for me and for many. I got him in at uh, 5.8 million. I think he's gone up to 6.9 now. So he just keeps doing it. Um, and I'll talk about transfers later, but it, it had crossed my mind possibly to move him out this week with the way the fixtures are falling, but I'm probably going to end up holding on to him now. But I'll talk more about that when I get to transfers. So that is, that's all I want to really say about uh, Game Week 29. The usual suspects... Um, Blanken, Salah, Felipe Anderson who's been a disaster, Harvey Barnes who's looked great for me but hasn't done anything last three weeks and the biggest disaster of all, Ricardo Pereira got him in three weeks ago 0-2-0 so the curse of the blank game weeks is is uh, falling into the same trap again disappointing Aguero just two points uh, at the weekend as well but hopefully against Watford he can do much better Moving on now to the watch list feature. So anyone who hasn't listened before, this is where I just talk about a few players I've added to my watch list this week and a few that I have removed. Uh, the watch list feature is something I update every week on the FPL site. Uh, it's a very valuable tool that I don't think a lot of people use, but I find it very useful. It helps me to keep uh, tunnel vision on the players I'm interested in and not to get swayed too far to players maybe that I don't want. So first of all, a couple of players I've removed... Uh, I've removed Almiron. Uh, he's just not doing enough. He, you know, he looks good whenever I watch him, but he's just not converting it into FPL points. So he's gone from the watch list. Uh, I've moved, uh, removed two Chelsea players as well this week. Alonso, who didn't feature at all at the weekend, so I don't want to go there with rotation worries with Emerson. Pedro is another player I was keeping a close eye on, but again, didn't start at the weekend, so I'm not interested in going there either. I think at this point of the season, you know. More importantly than ever, we want to get players in that we know are going to play. And we just don't know that about Alonso and Pedro at the moment. So that's why I'm I'm steering clear of those two. Uh, Pascal Gross is another 
I was keeping a close eye on, but he's picked up an injury now, and that always is the worry with Gross. He's he's very injury prone, so he's another one who's gone from the watch list for the time being. You know, he may come into my thinking again later when it comes to wildcard and things like that, but for now, it's a no-go. Now, moving on to, I've got four players here that I've added to my watch list this week. The first one is Adam Smith at Bournemouth. Defender, 4.3 million. He has started the last eight games. Uh, He's won by just 0.5%, so a bit of a differential, potentially. Now, Bournemouth are a team that I very rarely look to their defence, but they have impressed recently at home. They've only conceded two goals in their last four games at home so and you know that includes Man City at the weekend you know the stats were ridiculous for Man City but Bournemouth did keep them down to just one goal so a very good defensive performance there from the Cherries and it's the fixtures in 31 and 33 that have me interested so I'm I'm going to free hit uh, in 32 so I'm building towards 31 and 33 and it's, you know, I talked about those home fixtures for Bournemouth and not conceding many goals. And they've got a home game against Newcastle 31 and a home game against Burnley in 33. So I would like to think, you know, potentially one clean sheet out of two. And we never know, maybe even two clean sheets out of two there. So this is a rare occasion in FPL where I'm looking towards Bournemouth for defenders. Uh, and I think Boric is a great option as well for anyone looking for a goalkeeper. I've got Fabianski. Uh, so I'm happy enough there. But I think if you if you're in a situation where you don't have a goalkeeper for the blanks, you know Boric is great great value, and you know I expect him to keep his place. He he has been playing well from what I've seen. Uh, picked up bonus points against City as well, so there's always the save points there for for the holy goalie. Uh, back to Adam Smith, yeah. So it's you know eight starts, so it looks good. Um, his starting place looks good. Now, I need to do a bit more research, and I probably need to consult a few Bournemouth fans on this to make sure that he is nailed on. But one of the moves I'm potentially looking at this week is selling Matt Doherty, because Doherty plays Chelsea next, and then he's got the two blanks coming up. And I'm going to free hit in 31, so I can get him back if I want to. So that is most likely going to be one of my transfers. Doherty out for Adam Smith, or else I'm looking at Lejeune as well from Newcastle. I... You know, I prefer Fabian Scher, but he's on nine yellow cards now. So if he picks up another yellow, he's going to get a two-game ban. So that would be enough for me to go Lejeune. I think he's 4.4 million. So I do I do like the Newcastle defence as well. So that's the first one, Adam Smith. The second player I've added this week is uh, Dwight McNeil Burnley. 4.4 million midfielder. Now, I had him on my watch list for a few weeks and then I, r- I removed him. When he got taken off at half time in game week 28. But I've, but I've added him back now. Seeing as he got the start uh, at the weekend. He played 71 minutes against Crystal Palace. It was not it was a poor performance from Burnley. But I still like this kid McNeil. And I think he could be a good player for the Blanks. But I don't have any Burnley at the moment. And I think I'm probably going to end up avoiding Burnley. For the Blank game weeks. I'm not overly keen on their fixtures. Uh, they were poor against Palace. Um, and you know. Players like McNeil, Ashley Westwood, you know, is seven assists now this season, but they just don't fill me with confidence. Um, if I go Burnley, it'll probably be Ashley Barnes, but I think there's a very good chance I'll just avoid them completely. Barnes has been excellent, uh, but again, it's just the fixtures. I'm not overly keen on them. It, it, it probably feels a bit like chasing points with Ashley Barnes. So um, again, I'll talk about talk more later about my transfer plans and you know explain more why Barnes is not in my thinking at the moment. It's mainly because I'm, I I don't have much faith in the, the cheap strikers. I'd rather go a bit more expensive. Next player I've added to the watch list this week is Cesar Azpilicueta, or 
in simpler terms. Dave, 6.3 million. Uh, three assists in the last four games. So impressive attacking stats. He's nailed on. He's played every minute of every league game this season. So you can't get any more nailed than that. David Louise is the defender who I did have on my watch list, who I was eyeing up for the next couple of weeks. But the fact he was benched against Fulham kind of worries me slightly. Um, I would expect him to come back in in game week 30. But I, th- I just think for for nailedness, I do prefer Azpilicueta now, especially when he is putting up assists as well. He linked up very well with Higuain at the weekend. I, I watched that game. Um, he set up quite a few chances for Higuain. And you know, it, it was Higuain's goal that he got the assist for. A great ball in and a great finish from, from the Argentine. So I'm definitely interested in Azpilicueta. It's the first time he's been on my watch list this season. Uh, I think he's less than 10% owned as well. So he, he could be a good a good uh, defender to own for the next few weeks. And obviously Chelsea tick all the boxes, no matter what strategy you're on, because they play in the blanks and it looks like they're going to have a double game week 32 as well. The final player I've added this week is Declan Rice, the 4.6 million West Ham defender who plays out of position in midfield. He picked up his second 15-pointer this season at the weekend, so that has alerted a lot of managers. Um, And... Again, fixtures, I'm not overly keen on the fixtures. When, when I look ahead to 31 and 33, which which I know a lot of people are doing now, um, you know, we shouldn't ignore game week 30, uh, you know, which is coming up the weekend. But I know most people who are following a similar strategy to me have, you know, tunnel vision for 31 and 33. And I like the Huddersfield fixture for West Ham in 31, but I don't like the Chelsea fixture in 33. So, you know, I, I doubt I'm going to have three... West Ham players. I've got Fabianski at the moment. I've got Balbuena, who I'm hoping is going to be my secret weapon if he can get himself back on the pitch. He played for the under-23s last night, so hopefully he's not far away, and hopefully he can get back into the team just in time for 31. Um, or, or better still, hopefully he gets him back in the team this weekend. So I'm unlikely to go for Declan Rice because I've got Balbuena and Fabianski. So, but I do think anyone who doesn't already have a West Ham defender, Rice is probably the way I would go. Um, he's shown in recent weeks, you know, he's a, he's a threat from from set pieces. Uh, he's taken a few more shots from open play as well, so he he is developing that side of his game, and, and I really do like him. And and he performs well in the bonus as well because he keeps the ball very well. So he always has a, a very good uh, pass completion rate, and that bodes well for the BPS. That is the watch list covered. I'm going to move on now, and I've got five questions here from Twitter. So thanks to everyone who uh, sent in questions. There was 40 or 50, so I've picked out five that hopefully cover the main talking points ahead of the weekend and ahead of the, the upcoming schedule. So the first one came in from Paul at Skyplayer in FPL. Paul is a, a manager who is absolutely flying this season. I'm pretty sure he's in the top 1K. So well done, Paul, and keep up the good work. Paul's question is who is the best who is the best cheap striker for the blank game weeks? So he mentions uh, Josh King, Callum Wilson coming back from injury, Rondon, Arnautovic, who you know hasn't started the last four, and Ashley Barnes, who I who I already mentioned. So my simple answer to this question is I don't really like any of them. Uh, all five I mentioned there, none of them fill me with confidence, which is why I'm probably going to lean towards the likes of Vardy or Iguain instead. Um, I may even just go for a four-five-one formation for the blank game weeks and avoid all those cheap strikers because I think unless you have them already, I wouldn't be overly keen on getting any of them. Um, you know, the Bournemouth probably interests me most, King and Wilson. But the question is, which one do you go for? 
King hasn't been pulling up trees, and, and you know there's always a risk of going for a player who's coming back from injury. We don't know how much game time Wilson's going to get. You know Eddie Howe's likely to to ease him in and be very careful with him because the last thing they want to do is, you know, force another injury when he's already a very injury prone player. So Rondon not doesn't fill me with confidence. I think he's blanked the last two. Arnautovic doesn't start game, so I don't think we can go there yet. And I mentioned Ashley Barnes. You know I do like him. But I feel like I've missed the boat there. And fixtures, I think they play Liverpool soon as well. I think it's Liverpool this week for Burnley, so I don't like the idea of bringing them in this week because I'd probably bench them. Um, so that's why I'm swaying away from those strikers. If I had to pick one, I would say go for one of the Bournemouth strikers. And it's probably King because he's fit. Um, I still like Josh King even if Wilson comes back in. I think they could both do well. So that, that's where I would go there. But I'm probably going to avoid them all, to be honest. Next question came in from Abhishek Kumar. He's asking about David Brooks. So again, another Bournemouth asset coming back from injury. Brooks has been having an amazing season before he picked up that injury. He signed a new contract this week as well, which I feel is always a good sign uh, for FPL. And Abhishek also mentions here that Bournemouth have a sea of green arrows here. Bournemouth have as good a fixture as anybody between now and the end of the season. So that's why a lot of us are, a lot of people are moving from Wolves assets to Bournemouth assets. You know, I may do the same this week, moving Doherty to Adam Smith. Some people will be doing Jimenez out for a Bournemouth striker. So I do like Bournemouth. I think, you know, they've, they've had a very tough run, you know, in the middle part of the season. But now with the fixtures turning... I expect them to, to come back into form and start picking up wins again and, and scoring plenty of goals because they're a team who who, who like to attack. Um, and with Wilson and Brooks coming back in, I think they'll start scoring again. So I do like David Brooks. I think he's five million. Um, and I think he's possibly the best of the Bournemouth assets because of his price. You know, I still like Ryan Fraser as well, but I think Brooks offers almost you know as much as Fraser does for a good you know a million at least cheaper. So that million can go a long way elsewhere in your team. So I really do like David Brooks. I think, you know, I mentioned Adam Smith, but I think the most likely Bournemouth player that I will own for the blanks is probably Brooks, I think. Um, again, it's that price. It's just so appealing. And he has been. He's been excellent this season. Next question was from Magician FPL. Quite simply, Higuain or Jamie Vardy? So a lot of people were asking this question ahead of Game Week 29. Both players scored, uh, which doesn't really help us in our decision making. I I only seen the highlights of the Leicester game. You know, Vardy looked decent in the highlights, but it's it's you know it's dangerous to judge a game just on the highlights. I watched ninety minutes of Chelsea and Iguain impressed me big time. Uh, lots of chances. You know, took his goal very well. He you know he is still not fully sharp and fully match fit. He was pretty slow at times when balls were played through, but each game that passes, he's going to get better and better. So. I think I'm leaning towards Higuain at the moment, but a lot of that is influenced by the fact that I already own Pereira and Harvey Barnes, so I'm not overly keen on a Leicester triple-up uh, when it's a new manager there. So we don't really know how things are going to shake out under Brendan Rodgers. So I, I think Higuain is the way I'm probably going to go for, for 31. Uh, but I do, you know, don't let me put you off Jamie Vardy. I think he's a great option as well. Back-to-back, scoring back-to-back games now. Uh, and I said it a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, I think he could go on a run now. I think he, he'll... He's one of the players who should flourish under Brendan Rodgers' style of play. 
Worth noting, Vardy did uh, pick up some kind of knock uh, in game week 29. I think it was a head injury. Uh, but I would fully expect him to be okay because there's plenty of time between now and the weekend for him to recover. So yeah, Iguain and Vardy, it's a tough one. It probably depends on who you already have, maybe from Chelsea and Leicester. And again, it just comes down to personal preference, which one you prefer. To me, there's not an awful lot between between the two of them. Vardy has penalties in his favour as well, so that's that's a big factor there. Next question came in from Eugene. Is it finally time to ditch Mo Salah? So a lot of people are probably considering it this week after another frustrating week owning Mo Salah. Um, I'm not even considering selling him. And, and a lot of that is probably down to the pain he caused me uh, just before Christmas when I sold him. I sold Salah game week 18 and I got him back in game week 23. And in those five game weeks where I didn't have him, he scored 49 points. So... My overall rank would be looking a lot different this season if I hadn't have sold Mo Salah just before Christmas and, you know, captained him for a few of them games. So that was a huge part of my downfall this season, selling Mo Salah. So I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Yes, he's been poor, but, you know, watching Liverpool, he's heavily involved in the attack. And I think it's only a matter of time before we see big hauls from Salah again. And I think even this weekend against Burnley, I think it would be madness to sell him before Burnley at home. Uh, I think, you know, Liverpool... Yes, people are saying, you know, their attack hasn't been clicking recently, but at home they've been scoring a lot of goals. You know, they scored five against Watford recently. I wouldn't be surprised to see them score four or five against Burnley this weekend. So absolutely no chance I'm selling Salah. A lot of people are probably considering Salah to Mane, but for me, if I want to get Mane, it'll be alongside Salah. I don't want to get rid of Salah for Mane. So I like the attack and double up, which I'll talk about when it comes to transfers. So for me, simple answer, I would not sell Salah. Definitely not this week. And, and, you know, he's a great player to have because he doesn't have any blanks. So I think it's a no-brainer to keep him. You know, keep the faith. He is Mo Salah. He hasn't become a bad player overnight. The points will come. Last question I will tackle is from FPL Fieldfair. Uh, good question. Who is the best triple captain for a single game week? And he asks, what about Man City assets this week for triple captaincy? So... I, I'm i going to free hit 32, I'm going to wild card 34, and I'm going to bench boost 35. So that leaves my triple captainship for a single game week or the slight off chance that there's another double game week. But most likely, I'll be playing it in a single game week. And Mo Salah is you know, the player that comes to mind, first of all, for a single game week triple captaincy. I like the Fulham fixture on St. Patrick's Day, game week 31. Um, now, Scott Parker, you know, Fulham were improved against Chelsea, so I'm going to be watching Fulham closely game week 30 and then decide whether I want to triple captain Salah game week 31. So it, it all really depends on what Fulham look like in game week 30 and I guess what Salah looks like game week 30 as well. And, you know, if Fulham are awful game week 30, if Salah looks good, gets plenty of points, there's a very high chance I'll triple captain him game week 31 against Fulham. I like the Huddersfield fixture for Salah as well, game week 36, I think that one is. Uh, but I haven't ruled out going somewhere else. Um, you know, Harry Kane, I, I would imagine, will be back in my team later in the season. The game week 38 as well is often a very high-scoring game week. You know, lots of teams, lot, lots of goals in, in the games on the final day of the season. We could have players fighting for the golden boot on the last day of the season. So I like the idea of that as well for triple captaincy. So I may just hold off until the last game week. Um, give yourself that bit of hope right until the very death of... Maybe passing your mini league rivals on the last day with a triple captaincy chip. Um, Feel Fair was asking about this week Man City. 
So City play. Um, who is it they play again this weekend? They play yeah they play Watford this weekend. So at home to Watford, I think yes, by all means consider triple captaincy this week. I don't think I will because I've only got Aguero and he does seem to be the number one striker. But with Pep, I find it very hard to trust him. I've been burned already this season by Pep a few times. Sani in the double gaming, for example. So I think I'd rather play my triple captaincy when I know 100% that a player is going to play because I don't think we can say that about Aguero this week I think he will play against Watford he will start I think but we can't say 100% you know we can never say anything 100% when Pep Guardiola is in charge uh, Sterling is obviously another option this week for triple captaincy I was actually very close last week to doing a minus four which would have been getting rid of Aguero um and, and getting rid of Felipe Anderson and bringing in Sterling and I would have captained Sterling and I was heavily considering triple captaincy Sterling last week as well but thankfully I didn't do that um, so I'm just going to go into this game week with just Aguero again from Man City but for me good chance Aguero will be my captain but I'm not even considering triple captaincy this week I'm just going to hold off until I feel the time is right for that chip again thanks for all the questions folks hopefully uh, those five covered some of the main uh, questions this week Moving on now to the weekend, game week 30. First of all, captaincy. Um, lots of options again this week. Liverpool and City are the most obvious. Uh, City are at home to Watford and Liverpool at home to Burnley. So it's hard to look past those two teams for captaincy this week. So I mentioned Aguero and Sterling. Uh, good options. Salah and Manny as well. For me, it is Aguero versus Salah. Now, at the start of the week, uh, I set my bus team and I set it on Salah. I changed it today to Aguero, um, so I don't know what I'll do come Saturday morning, but I think most likely I'll stick with Aguero. I, I just think that home fixture to Watford, uh, I can see big big numbers for City there, and it's it's Aguero's home form really that swings it. I think he's got seven, I think he's got seven goals in his last three home games, or maybe it's four, but very very impressive figures for Aguero at the Etihad Stadium. So I think that's where I'll end up this weekend for captaincy. A few others to throw in as well, aside from City and Liverpool. Harry Kane away to Southampton. I can see Kane doing well there. Chelsea are at home to Wolves. Possibly Hazard or Higuain. Um, I didn't captain Hazard against Fulham, so I'm definitely not going to captain him against Wolves. I just don't trust him. Um, Vardy against Fulham. That could be an, a, you know, a bit of a left-field captaincy option this week as well. Fulham are still awful. Yes, they were slightly better against... Uh, Chelsea but it was more in an attacking sense I felt they were better they're still going to concede goals every week I feel so Vardy could be uh, an option for captaincy this week if you own him moving on to my possible transfers for the weekend I've got two frees um, and I always find when you have two frees I find it's harder you know it's it's almost a curse sometimes having two free transfers because you overthink it and there's so many different routes you can go you know you can make one free transfer and roll you can make the two frees or you can take a minus four and, and make three changes, uh, a mini wildcard. So at the moment, I'm pretty unsure. Uh, most likely, if I had to make my transfers today, I would probably do Matt Doherty for either Adam Smith or Lejeune and then roll the other transfer to give me two for blank 31. Something I'm thinking about for blank 31 is getting rid of a blank player who has been absolutely useless, Felipe Anderson. His stats are awful. Uh, I think I've had him for three game weeks. Um, he's only had one shot on tar only one shot in the last four games. And I think I seen a stat yesterday. 
I think it was Banana Nose Maldonado tweeted me it was I think Felipe Anderson has only had one shot on target in the last 10 game weeks now I need to check that one out but I wouldn't be surprised if it's true so looking at those stats I don't really care what the fixtures are for West Ham I really don't want Felipe Anderson anymore uh, and I don't want to just keep him just because he has a fixtures fixtures in the blank game week so I'm actually thinking you know if I get rid of him it's going to I'll probably go from 11 players in the blank down to 10. But, you know, to be without Felipe Anderson really wouldn't bother me too much. And now obviously he could he could come back and haunt me, which would just be, you know, typical of my season. But what I'm thinking is one transfer this week and roll. And then next week for the blank, I could do uh, Aguero out for most likely, most likely Higuain or Jamie Vardy. And that would allow me to do Felipe Anderson to Sadio Mane. Now... The idea of being able to have Manny instead of Felipe Anderson, to me, is a no-brainer, no matter of, of the fixtures. Um, and even if it means playing 10 instead of 11 in the blank. So that's what I'm thinking. I was all kind of set on going double Liverpool defence and getting Trent Alexander-Arnold, but I do have slight concerns over Trent playing every game when Milner is there. Uh, I do think we'll see Trent miss out on some Premier League games between now and the end of the season. So that that has me leaning back towards Manny. Um, and, you know, Manny's just been in such great form in, in recent weeks. I just think his ceiling is possibly, you know, a lot higher than Trent. And I wouldn't say a lot higher because that hasn't been the case recently. But I just feel, I, I, I just, I feel like I'm going to back the attack rather than, than the, de- the defence. And a lot of it is to do with, you know, slight doubts over Trent. I know Manny's going to play every week, so I don't need to worry there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, when the blanks roll around, everyone's set up with Trent. Uh, and, he, and he gets maybe rested in one of those 31 or 33, especially with Champions League and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to end up on Manny for 31 and 33. Manny's another captaincy option as well. That's another you know big plus in his favour as well. So that is my thinking. So I mentioned if, if Balbuena can get himself back on the pitch and if I follow through with Felipe Anderson out, that will give me 10 players for the blank game of 31. So I could take a hit to get me to 11, but I'll only take that hit if it's something I feel is worth it. You know, possibly Jimenez out for a Bournemouth striker maybe, but apart from that, there's not an awful an awful lot else I can see that would improve things for 31 for me. So I'd be happy to go with 9 or 10. I, I, you know, you don't need to rip up your team to get 11 players on the pitch when there's only five fixtures. I always say, as long as you have the key players for the game week and you have a strong captain, don't don't you know don't stress too much about the blank game weeks. So, with that in mind, um, you know, a big question a lot of people have is you know selling players with value tied up in them. So that that's in my thinking as well. I've got Jimenez and Pogba. So I bought Jimenez at five point eight. Now he's six point nine. Uh, I, I bought Pogba at eight million. Now he's nine million. So. If I got rid of those two players and I wanted them back, it's going to cost me two million to get them back in. So it, it doesn't make sense for me to sell those players because they're two players I want to keep. Um, you know, selling Jimenez did cross my mind this week, but the more I think about it, why why should I sell him? You know, when he's been my player of the season, uh, and you know he has done well in the big fixtures as well. So I I actually fancy him against Chelsea this week to get something. Um, Pogba as well. You know he has. He does seem. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the United game at the weekend, but by all accounts, he was playing a more, you know, a deeper role with with no Matic and Herrera there. So that is slightly worrying for Pogba's prospects. He does always have penalties. Hopefully, he does have them after that joke of a penalty at the weekend. 
Um, but but yeah, I, I'm going to keep Pogba because I'm going to want them for free hit 32 and i'm probably going to want a free i'm probably going to want Jimenez as well free hit 32 so i don't want to pay an extra million for them that game week because if you know if i get rid of both of those now i'm leaving myself two million short then for for my free hit squad so i don't want to do that so i'm just going to bench those two most likely in the blanks uh, i don't mind selling doherty too much because i think i got him at four nine um, so i don't have as much value tied up as some people you know a lot of people got him at four 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 five so it's harder for them to sell him but I don't mind selling Doherty. You know, I, I may not even get him back. He, yes, he's he's amazing, um, but you know, as recently he hasn't been, you know, hasn't getting hasn't been getting a huge haul. So I I don't really mind selling them, and it's easy for me to sell a highly owned player anyway with my rank. So that that obviously plays a part as well. So I'm, I, I'm probably going to get in a, a bit of a differential instead of Doherty to hopefully help me in the rankings. That's enough rambling. Uh, for now a couple of shout outs before I wrap this pod up uh, a couple of just I'm going to shout out the leaders of the mini league so my beat the general mini league uh, a shout out to Thomas Gans who is winning that one he's 10th overall in in the world so well done Thomas uh, Elite 64 the current leader is Andy O'Dowd who's been holding on to first place for quite a while uh, he's got Mark Southerns breathing down his neck in second place, so I'm interested to see if Andy can can hold out for the rest of the season. You know, he's been he's been tough for a long time, so well done, Andy. Um, the Cam Zone Mini League that I set up for charity, uh, Sonny Aurora is winning that one, so well done, Sonny. Um, and anyone anyone who is suffering with their mental health, be sure to check out the CamZone.net, a very good charity doing great work for men's mental health. Um, one or two more shout outs before I go. Um, some of you will have been listening to the new podcast, the Fantasy Weekly podcast, uh, which I've been doing with James, uh, Tongue and Loftus Cheek. If, if you're a Reddit user, you'll know uh, James from there. Uh, we recorded episode four last night, so it should be available sometime later today. So be sure to check that one out. That podcast is brought to you by FantasyBet.com. Uh, FantasyBet is, uh, you know, it's it's my daily fantasy game of choice this season. I played an awful lot of daily fantasy games last season. Uh, different websites but I've I've been focusing on, on Fancy Bet this season it's been my game of choice it's the best one in my opinion because it's the most similar to FPL it's the same same player prices from game week one and the same rules as FPL as, FPL as well the only slight difference is the bonus points the awarding of bonus points but um, Fancy Bet possibly has a better bonus point system than FPL itself so uh, I'll be competing as always at the weekend in the grand weekend contest on Fantasy Bet so if you want to take part in that one check it out at FantasyBet.com for anyone who's never played Daily Fantasy uh, on Fantasy Bet before, they always have a free roll tournament every weekend for for the Premier League, so you can, you know, learn the ropes there without having to part with any cash. So, as always with Fantasy Bet, it's eighteen plus and begambleaware.org. The last thing I will mention before I go is my Patreon. So, as most people will know, I do the fantasy football stuff full time. Um, this is my full-time job. Fantasy is reality. So if, if you enjoy my content um, and you would like to support me, you can check out patreon.com slash fpl Lots of benefits there on Patreon. We have a Slack channel, live streams every week. I've got a WhatsApp one-to-one and a WhatsApp group as well. So check that out. You'll find a link on my Twitter page if you're interested there. Any support is appreciated, no matter how big or small. So thanks for tuning in, folks. It's It felt good to be back doing this podcast uh, you know, sometimes taking a break from things is always good. So I was very enthusiastic about this one today, and hopefully it's a good one. 
And I will be back next Tuesday with another episode ahead of Blank Game Week 31. So enjoy the rest of your week, folks, and good luck for Game Week 30.